Hi everyone and welcome to the Poema Podcast. It's really great to have you here today. Um, I'm delighted to welcome um, a good friend of mine, uh, a writer, Wendy Jones, to the podcast today. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, James. And Wendy is speaking to us all the way from, where is it again? Where in Scotland Dundee, is it? Dundee in Bonnie, Scotland. Dundee. Bonnie Dundee in Bonnie, Scotland. <laughs> um, Wendy and I know each other because um, um, I'm the editor of um, a magazine for the Association of Christian Writers and Wendy is on the committee. So um, I've met Wendy several times. Um, she's become a good friend and uh, and she's a very successful... <clears throat> wow, I almost lost my voice. She's a very successful author. So... Um, we're going to be talking about writing and about um, creativity and about um, and about promoting your work, marketing your work um, with integrity. So um, Wendy's got a lot of wisdom and all this stuff. So um, so yeah, Wendy, tell us a bit about yourself and what like what you do and your and the writing that you do. Well, um, I actually write as Wendy H Jones. The H is important because I'm a crime writer. If you uh, put Wendy Jones into Amazon, the first person that comes up doesn't write crime. She's written a book on the history of sex. So that's <laughs> not me at all. So you've got to remember the H. <laughs> Um, So I'm a crime writer, uh, and my books are set in Scotland. Uh, I have two series out. One is called The D.I. Shona Mackenzie Mysteries, which is an adult series, and the other um, is The Ferguson Flora Mysteries, which is a young adult series of mysteries. Um, I I came to crime writing by circuitous route, really. I started out in the Royal Navy as a nurse, So I was saving people, and then I joined the army as a nursing officer, and again, saving people, and I finished with the rank of major, which I still hold. I'm still a major. So I'm not Miss, I'm not Mrs., I'm Major Jones. (laughs) Wow. Major Um, Jones. Yeah, Major Jones. And and so I then moved from uh, saving people to killing people for a living. Ah, right, yes, in your in your books, yeah. Yes, in my books, yes. I, I'm not a serial killer in real life, James, no. <laughs> Good, right. So, so kind of, where did the ideas for all these books come from? Like, where did it kind of, where did the whole kind of concept begin? Well, I've always been um, interested in reading crime, and I've also been, always been interested in reading. I started off with a library card at the age of three, which was unusual in that day and age, because you had to be five to join the library. Um, but I was an advanced reader, and I, by the time I was ten, I'd read through all the books in the children's library in my local library. And that was things like um, The Hardy Boys, Famous Five, Secret Seven, uh you know all the all the crime books that you could get for kids. Really, I read all the mysteries, and they were great. Then I moved on to adult crime books, and the adult crime books, obviously in that day and age, it would be um, things like Agatha Christie. Yeah, she was big, and plus she had a lot of books, so she could keep you entertained for many months and years. In that day and age, it was easy to as a child to read adult crime books because they they were suitable for children whereas now some of them are not suitable for younger audience at all for various reasons because of the themes they contain well when i left the services i went into academia and i was a university lecturer in teacher training and i wrote various um 
textbooks and was in academic journals. Then I left all that. I decided, oh, I'll retire at the age of 50 because I've got military pension so I could do that. And then you find out two things. Uh, the first thing is it's really boring retiring when you're 50. And the second thing is you don't have enough money to swan around the world, which I like doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had an idea for a book, um, which just came to me really after a, a dream. The book's not a dream, but I just had a dream about something else and it gave me the theme for a book. So I started writing it and the rest, they say, is history. Yeah, because the books have sold really well. Um, they sold like tens of tens of like is it isn't it like I can't I don't know how many it is it's but it's quite a lot of copies especially yeah, I've, uh, I've sold about 30,000 copies now um, wow. of my books and that's just the adult books I haven't got any up to date um, information on the young adult books as yet um, because obviously that, that one's through a publisher so I don't have I haven't been given any information but to my knowledge they're selling well as well um, so yes they've been phenomenally popular I've been very fortunate in that people have taken D.I. Shona McKenzie to their heart and it's it's been a pleasure and an honour really to be in that situation People seem to like uh, Shona McKenzie because she's a bit different. My books don't have any sex or swearing in them, and there were several reasons for that. Um, one, I don't swear um, mm. because I, um, I, I, so it wouldn't come across as natural in a book. And I couldn't write a sex scene if you told me I could have all the money that E.L. James ever made. Mm. I just couldn't write a sex scene. I wouldn't even know where to start. Plus, I wanted my books to be able to be read by anyone. And people say that's refreshing, that they read a crime book that doesn't have any sex or swearing in it. It's just a bit different. They're, they're definitely gritty, tartanoir-type crime books, but they're also quite funny. Yeah. Different. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard you read um, bits of your books. And I, I've, I've seen them, and uh, they are quite funny. Um, yeah. Um, and they're really well written as well. I mean, they, they are. Um yeah, definitely. It's um, very dramatic and very, um, yeah, just really, yeah, really well written. So I'd recommend them to all of you um, if you're interested in that kind of if that that kind of that kind of stuff. Definitely check those out. Um, so um, now, obviously, you're a Christian. Um, yeah. So how? I mean, I, I guess like writing crime fiction and being a Christian, like on the surface of it, wouldn't look like bedfellows you know what i mean um so so how does how does your 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 faith and kind of your spiritual journey kind of how has it impacted what you've write you've written like where how does it come into like i mean how does it impact the works that you the, you know, the books that you write well one of the things i do i mean i pray before i write is one thing but i try to write with moral integrity really and again it's not having the sex and the swearing now there is an argument that you can have that sort of thing in uh, a christian book because it will be um more realistic but um i made a deliberate choice not to do that and I, as I say I try to write with integrity I try to mark it with integrity and I try to be the best I can be at what I do so that what people are getting is um, a good product that they will enjoy and I know that you're saying that crime you know killing people is not um, it could be considered not 
Christian. And as I say, my books are quite gritty, so there is violence in them. But there's violence in the world. We can't get away from it. You just yes. need to look at the crucifixion. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes, I completely agree with you, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and it's, you know, it's fiction, actually, at the end of the day. It's not real. Um, and as you say, I think the thing about you not putting swearing and not putting sex in there, actually, that... That 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 does just kind of distinguish you from other other writers. Um, and to me, I mean, to me, it kind of just knowing that kind of communicates a um, a sense of integrity and a different set of values. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just from that, you know, um, apart from the reasons that you kind of mentioned, just um, yeah, some of the, knowing that kind of like, okay, there's something different about this person's values that they're not interested in just doing whatever it takes to sell books you know because yeah. you know sex and swearing sex especially can sell books um and that you haven't put those in shows that the, yeah it definitely shows i mean even if i didn't know you just knowing that um means there's something different about this writer you know yeah um certain type of character and values that are different from other people's and I yeah. hope that's what comes over in my books. Yeah, well, yeah, from what I've from what I've read of them, it does uh, for sure. Um, um, because we should be able to, you know, read these kind of books as Christians and write them as Christians without any kind of issue, you know. Because yeah. um, this whole kind of I don't like the whole kind of Christian as a label, you know, like Christian this and Christian that. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's 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 unhelpful. Um, like we can, can just my, my books wouldn't be classed as Christian fiction, but they are available in to buy in this uh, Christian literature crusade bookshop. So the CLC stock them. So because they're suitable for any audience. Yeah, exactly. You see, that's the thing. It's not because they're Christian books. It's actually because of the the values that have gone into them. Yeah. Um. Um, and the integrity in them, which which ironically kind of comes from your partly comes from your faith, which is really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, so, what I mean, kind of, where do you where do the ideas come from? Like, because I don't write fiction, I've, I've not got much experience of writing fiction, so this is interesting to me. Like, where, where do you idea where do your ideas kind of come from? How are they birthed in you? my head which is slightly worrying really because a lot of people say your head is a worrying place to be i write about serial killers so there are a lot of dead bodies in my books and life just throws things at you throws ideas at you as a crime writer or even i would say most fiction writers but as a crime writer if you're driving along a beautiful country road with beautiful scenery the sun shining it does shine occasionally in scotland we've had a really nice winter here <laughs> um, but the sun shining most people would think oh what a lovely view a crime writers driving along thinking oh that would be a lovely place to bury a body so, you know, things like that. If you're having a walk through a wood, you think, oh, that pile of leaves there would just hide a body beautifully. Or, 
you know, anything. You can see the most innocuous thing um, on the side of the road and you'd think, I wonder why that's there. Is there a story behind it? Is there a mystery behind it? Has it been left there by somebody who's, you know, been abducted, um, who's been kidnapped, who's been mm. killed? And th so the ideas come from life. Or you'll, you'll be reading a newspaper and something will trigger your brain and it will come out years later in a book i'm not saying it will you know directly impact on the book but it will come out years later on the book in a book and most crime writers will say the same right interesting so and is there anything from like your own anything at all from your own kind of your own journey your own you know your own story that comes out in the books at all like in any of the characters or any of the events or, or anything like that Consider myself to be marginally funny, so I think that <laughs> yes, uh, <for> sure. <laughs> people seem to think so. Uh, and Di Shona Mackenzie's funny, and obviously my humour comes out as Di Shona Mackenzie's humour because we have a similar se uh, sense of humour. Um, the fact I don't like swearing, and Di Shona Mackenzie doesn't like swearing, and I've made that into a humorous. Um, theme throughout all the books uh, the other th humorous theme that runs through the books and I mean maybe this comes from my psyche and if it does it's terribly worrying because anybody that annoys me is going to get bumped off D.I. Shona McKenzie hates her boss with a passion uh, he's a real nuisance that, uh, and, what, and she's always planning how to kill him and she's always planning how she can bump him off and get away with it. And as a result of that, I've brought a book out called D.I. Shona McKenzie's Guide to Killing Your Boss. It's a free book. The only way you can get it is by going to my website, which is wendyhjones.com, and downloading it from there. Right. Um, so, but it's that theme and the humour is part of my humour I think but I do not I will like to stress I do not in any way think that I should go around killing people and imagine how I could do it <laughs> having got to know you and knowing you quite well and met you a few times I I can definitely vouch for that um <laughs> Wendy is one of the one of the kindest most friendliest people that I know there's not there is not a malicious bone in her body so um, Thank you, James. <laughs> um yeah um well, yes, I've been to I've been to retreats with Wendy, so and she didn't kill anyone, so you know. Um, ah, not that you know of. No, not that I know of. No. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> when we go uh, back next year, and there's a funny smell under the floorboards in your bedroom. You might be ah, was yeah. Wendy H. Jones in there last time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wonder what that smell was. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, no, no, Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's great. It's just, um, I think the thing is, we all have kind of a, a dark side in a sense. Like we all have kind of a, and um, actually, something I think something really healthy is when we can actually engage with that um, without allowing it to control us. You know, where we can kind of, yeah. where we don't let it control us, but we kind of acknowledge that it's there. You know, um, and so there is that part in all of us. I think you know with. Yeah. Um, even the even the most kind, even Mother Teresa, you know, um, would have had a, a side of her which was which was dark, you know. Yeah. And even she talked about the fact that she doubted, you know, in her letters that came out after she died. A lot of her letters said that she doubted, you know, a lot of her life. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so even someone like Mother Teresa has has that side to them, you know. So, um, and this is actually probably a healthy way to get to to get it out in a sense, writing crime fiction. 
um, is a healthy way to yeah to kind of engage with that actually um, I always think I mean you were talking about the characters earlier and does it come out one of the I always ask every single character in my book without the, not the minor characters but every single main character I ask them a hundred questions about themselves and one of the questions I ask them about themselves is what is the one thing about you you wouldn't want anybody else to know Ooh, and, that, and it takes this dark side because, as you say, everybody has something that they wouldn't want anyone else to know. Yeah. And that's a good way of finding out because that helps to make your characters rounded and not one or two dimensional. It t- lifts them off the page because they've then got um, different things about them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because that that question is true for all of us. There's, you know, all of us have something that we wouldn't want anyone else to know um, that we keep from a lot of most people, um, and so yeah, very interesting. So, okay, so you've also written a book on um, on marketing, haven't you? Marketing um, uh, marketing your work. Oh, I yes. What's the, what was the name of that book? I, I forget the name. I've, I've... It's got the longest name in the world, and uh, one of my friends told me it, it sounded American, so I always have to say it in an American accent, you know, power pack book marketing, sell more books. <laughs> ah, yes. Right, okay. It's, 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 it's such a long title. I should have just called it Buzzing Book Marketing or something. <laughs> I might change the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good book as well. Um, one of the things that I... That I think a lot of writers struggle with is marketing, um, especially, yeah. especially. I mean, I wouldn't say especially Christians, but I think there's a thing about you know we're Christians, so we're not meant to be blowing our own trumpet, and we're not meant to yeah. be, you know, talking about ourselves all the time, and and like you know taking glory for ourselves that kind of thing. But there's also, but but the reality is that if you want people to read your work, you have to do some promoting. You have to market it to people, you know. Yeah. Um, and I actually wrote I wrote an ebook a few years ago about um, how we can stay authentic and yet embrace the realities of marketing and promoting our work. Um, okay. Um, because it's called Dance of the Writer, and that's a that's a free book on my website. Um, and because I think this is such an important subject that we need to kind of, as creative people and as Christians as well, to kind of. Okay, yes, marketing is a kind of a reality. So how do we do this well, but with integrity? Um, so um, what, what kind of the key things that you talk about in that book that you, about, about promoting a book, for example? Well, there are a lot of different things about marketing. People immediately think, oh, I've got to market my book, so I'll go on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all of that, and I'll just tell everybody about my book. So they then set up a, all accounts on all of these and then start spamming the heck out of everybody on all these sites. So marketing is not about spamming. That is the big thing. Mm. It's about, again, being authentic. It's about being real. Now, social marketing is not just about social media, although that's part of it, but social media is called social media for a reason. It's not called marketing media because Mm. it's social and the percentages is you should be 90% social 10% marketing Mm. 
that's the first thing. The second thing about marketing on social media is that it's not just buy my book. You can do it in different ways. So, for example, I will take pictures of myself at a book signing and put it on all these social media sites. Um, I will take a picture of my book on a bookshelf in a bookshop and send it, uh, put it on there. I will take pictures at different events, things like that. So it's about being real without going, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Um, just something about Facebook. Facebook, um, people will use their personal profiles to sell their books. You're not actually allowed to do that. You'll get booted off Facebook for that. It's not for business. You need to set up a page. So I've got a Wendy H. Jones author page and I use that um, for posts about myself and about um, my books. Again, it needs to be the 90-10%. It's not just about buy my books. Yeah. Um, the other thing about marketing is it's also about it's being big social in real life. It's about being nice to people. People will be nice to you back. But don't be nice to people just because they're going to do something good for you in return. That mm. may not happen. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's just being nice for nicer's sake. Now, on the whole, there will be a return of things. For example, I'm being interviewed on this podcast today. Now, totally not because I'm being interviewed on the podcast, but I wanted you to come on my radio show, Wendy's Book Buzz. So we're helping each other, and that's what it's all about. It's helping people, working together, being nice to people, and just mm. not hacking the whole world off in the process. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's about relationship, isn't it? It's about yes, like, yes. just building relationships. This is what I, what I say to writers as well. Just go on Facebook groups where people are doing the same stuff you are. Where, like, put yourself in front of people and build relationships with them. You know, like, um, I was working with a, um, a writer who's writing a, a, a book on the First World War um, wow. based on a true story. And one of the things I said to them is, like, what you need to do is you need to go and get in, in, in groups, into Facebook groups of people who are writing historical fiction. You need to yeah. build relationships with them. You need to get to know them. You need to hang out with them, kind of talk to them, um, share experiences, that kind of thing. Because ultimately, when, you're, when you finish your book, these are the people who might buy it as well. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and, this is, and also, it will help you grow as a writer because you'll be learning from them. And they'll be Absolutely. learning from you. And that's what social media is about. It's about, like you say, 90% social. Um, and just building relationships with people. And um, that's really, really important. I agree. You know, and... Um, without an ulterior motive, that's the important thing because I know a lot of people try to do it, and I can see that they're doing it with an ulterior motive, and yeah. they're acting. They're acting like it's they're just being friendly, but I can, but you can somehow tell that they're not. That it's really just about I want, I want, I want to kind of, I want you to buy my book. That's why I'm being nice to you, you know. Yeah. Um, which isn't integrity at all. Things to do with Facebook groups. What a lot of people do is all they do is post buy my book in all these Facebook groups. Now, I always liken that to real life. Would you walk into? We'll take the World War One scenario as, or World War Two scenario as an example. If you went along to a physical talk um, or a physical group who got together to talk about World War Two, and you walked in. You dumped a pile of books down, went, buy my book, and walked out the door again. 
We don't anybody buy it. No. But that's what people are trying to do in these groups. You engage, and it's all about engagement. It's all about making friends and people that you get to know. Hmm. But the other thing is with marketing, people seem to think it's all social media. It isn't all social media. There's a great big world out there of people who buy physical books as well. Yes. As e-books. So I get out there, I go to book signings, I arrange book signings in various places. I mean, I'm very fortunate and I have a very, very, very good relationship with Waterstones in Dundee. And I do a lot of events there, not just about my D.I. Shona McKenzie books, but, and I should have spoken about these, my Forry Ferguson Flora Mysteries. So the Dagger's Curse is the first one. And they invited me along as one of the um, World Book Week writers to do a talk and a book signing about my books. Now, I got out there, but I because the Dagger's Curse is about a cursed Egyptian dagger, which is an ancient dagger and it's stolen from a, a museum in Dundee and it lays a curse on Dundee. I um, I went dressed as an ancient Egyptian and took mm. a dagger with me. By the way, no real daggers are allowed to be used in these things. They have to be imitation. If you wander around with a real dagger in Scotland, you will be thrown in prison. Right. <laughs> and I do have daggers as props, but I have permission from the police to take them because they're, although they look very real, they're not. But again, it's, alert, it's against the law in Scotland to carry them around, but I've got permission from the police to take it for book signings because I have a purpose. Um, but apart from batting somebody over the head with them because they're quite heavy, you wouldn't actually be able to do much mischief because they're not real. Um, but I did that and I had great fun and people were going, oh, what book are you doing? And I would tell them and they'd say, because this is a first in a series, people haven't really heard of it yet. And they'd say, oh, I love the sound of that. I'm going to get it. You know, it's getting out there. I, I do book signings in um, coffee shops. And people go, oh, I haven't heard of you, but I'm going to buy your books and things like that. Get yeah. out there. Get to know people. Yeah, that's absolutely vital, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, like Waterstones in my town, I thought about doing an event there when I launched my first book. Um, the problem is that um, they don't... Like, you know, you go to Wolfson and say, oh, it's a Christian book. They're just going to say no. Like, um, they're just going to kind of turn you down flat. So, you know, for some, I mean, for, 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 so for, for, my, for my book, there was no chance I was going to be able to do that. But um, I think for general, non, like for general non-fiction books, as opposed to Christian books, um, or, or for fiction books like you do, um, yeah. it, it, it should be... It should be relatively easy to get, especially for a, like you can say you're a local author, you know, um, and you can go there and do it. It's about building up relationships. I already had a relationship with Waterstones because I bought books there, you know. So when I went in, they were quite open to it. Plus, I write crime fiction, and Scottish crime fiction is Scotland's second biggest export. I think the first one's whiskey. So we're into drinking and crime in Scotland. We seem to do them both very well. Mm, um, but yeah. that helps because crime fiction is so popular. Um, and so they will, they're open to you having a launch and doing things like that but it's building up relationships it's the same with the CLC bookshop I they've put a lot of events on for me the CLC bookshop in Dundee and I want to give a shout out to both of those bookshops they are absolutely outstanding because they've put so many events on for me and other authors but it's not just about doing events yourself it's about doing events with other authors yeah now 
I'm, I've done it. I'm in, in a group called the Dangerous Dames, and there's three of us, myself, Chris Longmuir, and Jackie McLean. We're three Scottish crime writers, and we do events together as the Dangerous yeah. Dames. Uh, so we're fortunate. Um, I'm also a part of a lot of organisations. So, for example, this weekend, I'm at the Crime Writers Association Conference in um in Edinburgh. Now, I happen to be a member of the Crime Writers Association, not because, you know, they're a brilliant organisation, very supportive of authors. And I joined because you can learn a lot from them, you can learn a lot from the other authors who are a member. But it just so happens they're having an event this um, Sunday as part of World Book Day. And they're doing it in, um, they're doing it in Blackwell's bookshop in Edinburgh. And it's called dates with dangerous authors and there's going to be about i think there's about 25 of us 2025 scottish crime writers male and female who will be doing a fabulous event there between 2:30 and 4:30 on sunday so it's it's about networking it's about again joining things that will help you develop your as a writer mm-hmm. but things spin out of it yeah, that's right. Yeah, you've got to. I mean, you've got to work at it. You know, it's not a. Um, that's the thing. It's work. Um, I think that's that's the that's the challenge, isn't it? Like people yeah. want to kind of just. Some people, I think, some writers just think things will just happen. You know that they just like. You know, I'll just write this book and I'll just talk about it on Facebook for like once or twice, and then suddenly it'll all just happen. Yeah. Um, which is obviously it's not the case. Um, you do have to work. You do have to work to get your name out there. And yeah. to be honest, it's it's fun. It's not hard work. It's great fun if you make it. And the difficulty with marketing for authors is authors tend to think, well, I'll just sit in my room and write. That's what I'm good at. And I can't do anything else because I'm an introvert and I can't do anything else. The difficulty is you have to do something. And it can be fun. It's looking at it in a different way. I mean, I do a, I do a talk. I'm also a public speaker. I do a lot of public speaking. Um, I'm doing a lot of talks at conferences this year. Um, and I talk about crime writing and marketing. And one of the things I start my talk on marketing with is, you know, how many people think they can't market? And everybody puts their hand up. And I'll just say, well, you're absolutely right, you can't, which kind of floors everybody because they expect you to go, yeah, you can. I just go, you can't. But I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I have never failed to do that yet. And I don't plan on starting with you. And by the end of an hour's talk, everybody is buzzing and they're coming up to me saying, I can market. I can't wait to get started. Mm. You know, everybody can market. It's just looking at how you can do it. Yeah, I've I've been to one of your talks on marketing, um, and definitely it was. Yeah, it was. I felt the same. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, I felt the same after hearing that because you made it so. When you talk about it, and when you kind of, it's like anything. When you actually kind of break it down um, yeah. into kind of smaller chunks, yeah, it doesn't seem so intimidating. Like. When I'm coaching writers and helping them write their books, like a lot of them come to me and they they've got all these ideas, but they're kind of a bit overwhelmed. I don't know how to yeah. don't know where to begin. So what I do basically is I break down, we break we work together and break down their book into really small chunks, um, and yeah. once, once and, and get a plan. And once you've got that, it makes it a whole lot easier to write the book because you've broken each chat, you've broken it down into chapters, and you've broken down the chapters into like the manageable chunks so it's like oh I only have to write I don't know um, 
to write 10 chapters, all I have to do is write 40,000 word blog posts, and then I'm like, I've written a book, you know. So it's um, when you break it down, it's a lot easier. Yes, it is. And, and that's what it's about. And when they see, I mean, I say in my talk and in my book, look, I can't tell you what to do. What I can say is this is what I'm doing. How can you adapt it to fit in with what you're writing? Now, if people are writing crime, they can do exactly what I'm doing if they want to, but it might not suit their personality. For example, I have props. I've got lots of props, and I'm very, very fortunate in that a friend of mine um, has given me a lot of the props. She's, she's got very good ideas, and she's also very creative, so she's made the props for me. But I've got things like a noose. I've got a bottle of poison. I've got a couple of daggers. I've got a lot of different things that I take with me to talks, that I take with me to book signings that make it interesting. Because if you just sat there with a pile of books, everybody will ignore you. It's human nature. They just totally ignore you. The minute you've got something there for them, different for them to look at, they'll have a look and they'll come and chat. Yeah, exactly. That's right. But obviously, if you're writing a romance, going along with a noose, ain't going to help much unless yeah. you're writing historical romance and your main character is about to be hanged and he's thinking about his his life or something like that then a noose might be but you need to think of what will be um important for your your books yeah and just to be clear i mean like again like just as a christian how do you make how what what kind of things do you do to make sure that you're always marketing with integrity and that you're not getting caught up in because it's really easy to get caught up in marketing oh absolutely so how does that how do your values like how does your faith kind of like act as a kind of i don't know a check against um the marketing and how does it how does it kind of all balance out my marketing is about people and i believe in people and I'm just friendly to people. And one of the things is, you know, you'll go along and people will tell you to buy a book. You're not saying buy a book. You're saying, hey, this is me. How are you? You're treating them like a person, not like a potential customer. And Because it's what when it all comes down to it. A book is a book. It's people that matter. Yeah. And I try to bring that into all my marketing. Yeah, that's absolutely well, right. Well, selling them a book at the same time, <laughs> hopefully. Well, yeah, obviously, but, yeah. But. Because if people don't want to buy your books, they don't want to buy your books, still be nice to them. Still yeah. treat them like a human being. I completely agree with you, yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, in fact. Um, again, it comes down to relationships and how you treat people and how you are with people, and you know, in person and online, um, I think. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that does come down to a certain set of values as well. Um, you know, you can call them Christian values, you can call them basic human decency. <laughs> but, um, um, but you know, if if your goal is simply to make money and, and simply to um, sell lots of books, um, then to me, that's going to show in how you treat people. That's gonna, yeah. It's going to come across. Even in a kind of subconscious way, it's going to come across. Because um, yeah. people, I think people can just. I also think people can smell this stuff. You know, they can they can smell if you're not quite, you know, genuine. genuine you know, mm. um, in a you know kind of a subconscious kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So it's just about being honest with people and being real and being you. 
and being interested in other people and just you know wanting to build relationships with them absolutely you know um and that's better than just saying go and please buy my book please buy my book please buy my book kind of thing so um definitely i agree um and I think actually the, our faith can be a really good check on on how we treat people because it's kind of like because it'll always, you'll get that, you'll get that little nudge that little conviction of like am I being really honest here am I being you know am I am I being nice to them for for my for my own sake or because they're a valuable person and they deserve respect and yeah you know and I think that you get that little nudge sometimes which is really good. Um, so okay well this has been really really great I think um, I've learnt a lot today um, I think a lot of other people will have learnt a lot today too um, so Wendy where can people connect with you and get your work well they can find out more about me on wendyhjones.com and there you'll find links to all my books and all the stores. You can buy signed copies direct from there. You can get me in Waterstones, um, CLC bookshops um, from Sunday. You'll be able to get me in Blackwells. Um, you can uh, Nook, Kobo, Amazon, all the usual places um, that you can buy books. And I've also got a couple of new series coming out. So uh, a new books, there's a new series coming out and a new book, non-fiction book, which I'm plotting. You can find out all that on my website, wendyhjones.com. And you can also download the free book, D.I. Shauna McKenzie's Guide to Killing Your Boss, on wendyhjones.com. Hey, and um, well, can I just say, those skills are transferable. So if there's anybody else you want to bump off, <laughs> yes, yes. I hope that we don't ever see a murder trial where somebody holds up a copy of your book and says, This is how no. I figured out how to kill my boss. <laughs> I did actually get it checked by a lawyer before I brought it out, and I was told that it was just a bit of fun. I wasn't inciting anybody to murder. And it says through the book, This is not what well, it says at the front of the book, this is not to be done in real life. You know, it's fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a good. guidebook. I think that's important to have in there. <laughs> um, yeah, um, great. Well, yeah, do do go and connect with Wendy and buy her stuff and um, have a read of it. Um, it's really, really great. So, um, thank you so much, Wendy, for coming on today. It's been really thank great you. talking to you. Um, yeah, and hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll have you back sometime as well. So um, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, so great. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, have a great day and we'll talk soon.